You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, the eighth episode of Take a Bow Podcast. I'm Sydney Lucas. And I'm Eli Tokash. Eight episodes. Wow. That's crazy. I know. It's getting it's going along. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us too. And guys, thank you for listening. Like I'm glad we're getting such great feedback and you know, people seem to be enjoying it. So that's making us want to keep on doing this. Yeah, we're so grateful for all of your support and all of your suggestions and, and feedback and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, feel free to DM us on our Instagram uh, at Take About Podcast. You can DM us with any questions or or any questions for guests that we may have on, and uh, yeah, and you can you can keep up with the podcast there. Recently, we've been gearing our Instagram to be just more interactive with uh, the followers, so we'll be putting out polls and um, surveys and stuff like that. And you can also, we'll also start doing this thing where we'll announce the guest and we can be like, do you have any certain questions that we can ask or um, all of that? So follow along at Take About Podcast and you can start just being more part of our episodes. And we'll give you yeah. shout outs if, it, if we use your question. So. so go on over to Instagram and follow us, everyone. Our guest today is the fantabulous Max Von Essen. He is like a ball of positive energy. He is the the kindest, most just like positive and beautiful soul. Like one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met. I really, really adore him. So here's the thing with Max. You say his name is Max Von Essen. When you hear that name, he is everything... Uh, in that name like you hear the name and you just think of the most like incredible and like just proper and like insane (laughs) like that name is like a famous name that's supposed to be like a name that's supposed to be known and what he's doing like with his resume and everything like that like you can tell just by the name it just makes sense you know oh yeah um so He's Go everything you would expect and incredible. more. Yeah, um, <laughs> truly. He's the best, and he's <laughs> insane. His resume is insane. Tony-nominated uh, actor for American in Paris, um, as well as, like, eight other Broadway shows. He's incredible, um, and he gives some really great advice. Yeah, if if you are in a situation where you're getting down on yourself about auditions and, and not getting the stuff that you wanted or you're beating yourself up for uh, just, you know, anything and everything and uh, or you just need like a boost in positivity, you are going to love this episode and you're going to fall in love with Max if you haven't already. Yeah, so let's turn it over to Max. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, everybody. So on today's episode of Take a Bow, we have someone I've personally looked up to since I met him almost four to five years ago. Um, this actor is a Tony, Grammy, and Outer Critic nominee, Max von Essen, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> we are so excited to have you on. Well, I'm really excited to be here too, especially after that intro. I was like, wow, I must be really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this guest sounds no, really interesting. <laughs> well, you are very interesting. I mean, you've been in a handful of Broadway shows. What is it? Seven? Uh, yeah, seven. Eight. Seven now. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them that I did twice. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope I, I hope I had a, add a lot more to that. But yeah, it's crazy when I sit, sit, <laughs> yeah. sit and think about it. That yeah. doesn't even that doesn't even include off Broadway or tours or regional. That's just Broadway, right? Yeah, totally. And I, I've done a couple of national tours and some off Broadway things. And yeah, it's weird. Like when I was, I mean, when I first of all, when I was your age, I was like not in the business at all. It just seemed like such a faraway dream. And it's all I ever wanted to do. So and it just didn't it really didn't seem possible because, you know, there just wasn't social media. I didn't feel like connected to Broadway actors. They just sort of seemed like these people that I don't know. We're living this dream that I didn't know how to how to access it. So to have done this many shows, let alone, you know, like one or two, you know, I would have that blew my mind just when I got like my first Broadway debut. So now at this point, I'm like, whoa, how did this happen? How, how did I fool everyone in New York? How did I how did I fool these casting directors? Oh my god! Your Broadway debut was Les Mis, right? No, actually, it was um early, a little oh. bit earlier than that. It was uh, there was a revival. Was it Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar in two thousand. Oh, can you believe it's oh. twenty years ago already? I was oh, yeah. I was in the ensemble of that, and I understudied Jesus. But it, it almost seems like Les Mis because a couple of years later, it was so crazy. They were. The, the original production of Les Mis was finally closing after like 17 years. And I joined that production oh. in the ensemble and understudied Marius. So like if you look on um, IBDB and all that stuff, it'll actually have that production first, I think, because that opened up before any other Broadway show I had ever done. You know, so it's kind of weird. So it's weird to say like I was in the original production of Les Mis, but I, but I was... And I was, but in the seventeenth year, you know. Like, so, so there, you know, there are a lot of like casts from the beginning to the point that I joined. But it's kind of cool to be able to like say like that I joined the production that I saw as a kid. Like it was one of the first shows I had ever mm. seen, and I was blown away. In fact, when I saw it, um, the Eponine understudy was on, and I remember looking at my my playbill years later, and it was Sutton Foster as Eponine like oh I, and I was like who is this girl she was so amazing and then years later I'm like oh duh Sutton Foster like so crazy <laughs> I know just amazing well, as you said in the beginning you thought Broadway was just kind of like this far away dream but when yeah. was the first time that you went I want to do that oh it was literally like the first time I saw a Broadway show, I think I was in like seventh, oh. seventh grade or something. And I saw, wow. I saw dream girls. I mean, like I'm old. So I saw dream girls. <laughs> now I didn't see the, the first, no. the first, okay. I didn't see the first cast. So I didn't see Jennifer holiday do it, but I saw Lilius white do that role. Do you know who that wow. is? Um, she's amazing. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know if, if it was like this for you guys. I mean, you guys started as kids. So I don't know if you even remember that feeling. See, I didn't, perf I performed as a kid, but not, you know, professionally in, in any way. So the to go into the city and to, you know, go to TKTS with my parents and to get tickets to the show and having never sat in a Broadway theater before, I, I mean, I was totally mesmerized, like completely mesmerized. And then, so I knew I wanted to do that, but you know, it's dream girl. So there weren't exactly like that many roles for me <laughs> in that show. <laughs> um, but then the third Broadway show, then I saw cats after that. And then after that, I saw Les Mis, that production I was literally just talking mm -hmm. about with Sutton Foster going on that day as Eponine. And that's when I was like, Oh, not only do I want to do this, but I think maybe I maybe I can do this because I really saw myself up there. Like there were all these just, you know, cause I don't dance. So I was like, Oh my God, they're not dancing. You know, these are, these oh. are just like young guys singing and being really passionate and like singing their faces off. 
And I just, you know, like I said, I don't know that I thought at that moment that I that I really would be able to do it, but it just seemed like a little bit more attainable that I would at least try to try to do it. And I would, whether I made it to Broadway, I would still just do it. You know, I would perform, I would sing, and I would just be in musical theater probably forever in some way because I was so in love with it. You know what? You're right. You could do it, and you did, because seven Broadway shows later, <laughs> here you are. You have made it. You are just, you are an icon, to be honest, and you're someone oh. that both Eli and I look up to. Oh, sure. oh my God. No one's I ever said you. icon to me. That's so crazy. <laughs> you're an icon. You know what's crazy is like, all once I started doing this, like I never, even as a kid, when I sort of dreamed of it, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I want to... I want to bow last or I want to make a lot of money or I want to sign autographs. It literally was, I was always looking at like those guys in Les Mis in the ensemble. And I was like, I just want to be up there. I just want to be mm. part of a show. Yeah. And then even when I started, you know, I, I started booking things after college, like things were good, but I like, you know, like I said, my first Broadway show was in the ensemble of Jesus Christ Superstar and understudying. And which was amazing, but it wasn't like I was the leading role of a show. You know, if things just sort of happened, um, I don't know, kind of slow, slowly in a way. And they just like slowly started building up. And I just wanted to be a working actor. And then I started to realize after a couple of years that I could do that, that, wow, I'm, I'm like just working and working. So the, I mean, it's. I don't really believe you when you call me an <laughs> icon, just... but um, but I do. But I have always wanted to be someone that like people could look up to and be like, oh, that you could do it. And not only can you do it, but you don't have to like be a star. Like I don't have to go into the business to be a star. There's so many levels mm. in this business where people can just work and be working actors and go to regional shows and off Broadway shows and do concerts and do Broadway. You know, it's just, it's not all about just the stars, right? It's a, there, as you guys see, there's like, there's such a business and there's so many levels to it. And it's really cool. It just shows people like, oh, I can be like, that's really cool. I can make a career as an actor. My parents were wrong. I can actually maybe pay bills. <laughs> like, I'm so proud that I'm doing that. Absolutely. It seems like, like even years after that you decided to become an actor, you're still working nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it stopped right now, but um, we'll get, we'll, <laughs> you know, we'll get through this crazy time. And I have had periods, you know, don't get me wrong. There have been periods where a couple years at a time I was like, oh boy, you know, what's going on? Or I'm really nervous or things weren't clicking, but somehow that always led to then a, then a, then a really great period. Because I remember years ago, there was a time mm-hmm. where I was, things just, I just wasn't booking like, and I was down to the final group, you know, two or three people for a big new Broadway show. And like casting directors would say, well, don't you understand? It just means you're so close to like a big break. And it's hard to accept that because you're like, yeah, but I need a job. But then you have to realize like, wait a second, I was just down to two other people for a Broadway show. Whoa. Like how many people would love to be that close or, you know, you know, nearly get a job like that. It's hard because you need the job. But you realize, oh, I'm really like a part of this. I'm someone who's competing for these roles. So this is a good thing. And then I knew like things would would click at some point. So, they, you know, there are ups and downs and I haven't always constantly worked. But overall, when you look back at it, you go, oh, yeah, it has been, a, a, you know, steady work. And and like I'm re- I'm really proud of that. Like like you said, it's just like it's just I mean, it's such a good feeling to know that like I've, I've made this career as a working actor like there are a million well hundreds of millions of people be like wait who's he you know like who is max von essen but for me and in this industry and for people who know it's like really it's really an an accomplishment to to sort of you know have a make a career and so i i in no way am i bragging like i just have to i just remind myself though because you got to be proud you can't always look ahead of you or look at other people you have to look at what you've done and go wow look at that i've really this has been really good i've been i've worked hard and i've been really lucky and i'm just very grateful yeah mm. that's very wise words <laughs> um I, well i'm an icon i'm an i so, I, an icon. icons you know, you know give very wise words <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> um, if you, I have this is kind of a double question. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to when you were twelve and you saw your first Broadway show, mm-hmm. and you're full of doubt, like, oh no, I could never do that. What would you tell twelve year old you? And then, kind of along those same lines, going back to when you got so close to the fi- you got in the final callbacks and you got so close to making it, but you didn't. What would you tell? your younger self in both of those situations? Oh my gosh. Well, I would definitely say to my younger self that um, don't give up on your dreams, you know, no matter what they are, because even if they don't, you know, they might be so insanely huge or like they may see people make, make fun of you be like, what are you, are you kidding? You know what I mean? But if it's like a worthy dream or for me, like to be a Broadway actor, well, what I would need to do to achieve that, you can't, you can't, there's nothing that I would do on that journey that I would regret. You know what I mean? Studying, taking lessons, joining, you know, a musical or play, working with other people, that kind of teamwork, learning that kind of discipline, all those things like that I would use towards that goal. I would never regret any of that. Even if the dream maybe didn't pan out, who cares? Like have that dream and 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 you really can do it. And especially because a dream doesn't just happen, right? You've got to work towards it. So give yourself that, that boost of that, that, that confidence. Like don't listen to other people work towards that dream. You can achieve it. And even if you don't big, so, so, oh, so you tried. Oh, so you studied. Oh, so you had goals. Oh, so you worked your butt off. Like these are great things. So I would say, I would have told myself back then, like, don't even worry. Just like you love this go for it. And then, you know, for the, for the, what I would have told myself, uh, like the times I was close to those jobs, it's probably similar to what I was saying before. It's like, well, if I'm that close, you know, you have, you do have to find the, the positives to even a situation that may seem really negative. Okay. I needed, I needed work. I really wanted that job. I didn't get it. Oh my gosh. I cried a little about it, but then I realized, yeah, but I have no regrets. I, I worked so hard. I, I went into that room and I gave them everything I had. Like, I'm really proud of that moment. And sure, I didn't get that job, but look how close I came and my, my hard work paid off. So next week, mm. that casting director might have something go, oh, remember Max from that last project? Remember how, how good he was, how hard he worked? And that's can, And that constantly happens. It might be a week later. It might be three years later. But if you go in there and with doing, you know, prepared and doing the best you possibly can, there it just it it pays off. So there's it's 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 hard. Life is hard, and this career is hard without a doubt. But there's always a, a positive side to even the toughest situations. And you don't have to find it immediately and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to mourn something like that or not getting a job. But after you've, you know, spent a day or so it then, then get yourself up and go, Oh wow. But look, look what I did and and find the positive and then take that to into the future with you. You know what? You're so right. One good impression can come back around years later and and bless you. Absolutely. I got to the final callbacks of Matilda and that was an 11 callback oh my thing. Gosh. I insane, right? It yeah. it lasted um it lasted months, months and months on end. And around that time I was doing the uh the lab of Fun Home. And it was it was very like it was the first time it had ever stood up in front of an audience. Um Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
And Ramp Software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. And I wanted Matilda more than mm. anything in the world. It was the original, original Matildas, and I wanted it so bad. But I, I got to the final callbacks. There were only eight girls left, and they were picking four, four girls. But I didn't get it because I was half an inch too tall. However, if I had gotten it, I wouldn't have carried on with Fun Home, mm-hmm. which brought me along to Off-Broadway and Broadway. So you are so right. It's sometimes there are blessings in disguises like that where things happen for – that's kind of the motto that I live by, like things happen for a reason. Um, I think that's – It's if you don't get something, just, you know, it's fine. Brush it off. Yes. It's, it happened for a reason. Totally. And here's and you, here's you the, never know. And one thing I look at, like, because it is hard when those things don't happen. And if if you didn't give it your all and you weren't prepared, then you do have to reassess and you do have to say, okay, I I I didn't screw up, but I made some mistakes and I have some things that wow I just learned about and I need to work on, right? But if you went in there and gave it your all and you were prepared and you coached on it and you knew the music then there's nothing and you went in there and you know you re, you showed yourself in the best light possible then that's all you can do you know what i mean and like i said if if mm. there's certain things you didn't do and then you have to look at yourself and be like okay well i learned a real lesson from that but when you do what you need to do and you're prepared and you you know share your talents in that room that's all you can do and you had to leave knowing like my gosh I was I was slightly too tall but I did my absolute best and then look what happened in the future and that's how I felt about that time where I won't even say the couple of shows that I was that I came down to the end for because I don't really like to put it out there I don't want you know want necessarily the guys who did get the roles to, to go oh my gosh I got it you know I beat Max out I feel so bad or they say that but there were several <laughs> several Broadway shows over a three-year period that it was like I was the second choice or in the final callbacks with three people, something like that. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, the, there was a Les Mis revival um, and someone was leaving, the guy who was playing Angel Ross. And I was like, oh my gosh, this wasn't even on my radar. And they asked me to come in and it was same casting director I had been in for, for a couple of these Broadway shows. And I just like went in there and killed it and got the show. And I replaced someone in Les Mis. And it wasn't, you know, my first choice. I was really looking to, you know, do new shows and, but that's not what was, what was happening. And I, but then I got this and I'm telling you, it like completely re-energized me, revived my spirit. Les Mis was one of the shows I fell in love with as a kid. So now here I was as a lead in Les Mis, getting to sing this off, off, in, uh, in, off, awesome music every night. And so, so now I was having great auditions during the day and I was doing readings and cause I was just like totally re-inspired again. It really kicked me off into this. And then from that was, you know, th- that revival was like 2007 to 2008 and literally like the last 10 to 12 years, I have not stopped working. Like I've just gone from national wow. tours to Broadway to then I started doing the the readings and workshops of an American in Paris. And then I, you know, did, you know, Anastasia and I did the first plays. I, I'd never done a play before in the city. So it, it, things just because of the time, yes, I wasn't getting those jobs during that short, those, that period of like two years, but I was going in there and showing them what I could do. I just wasn't getting it, but I was doing really good work and it paid off. And then it just, it kicked me into this period of time where I actually, you I actually can say that like for the last 12 years, I have like not stopped working. So you're, wow. so, Incredible. you know, yeah, you just gotta go out there and do your best. Especially cause like when you do go to the finals and you don't get a role, it's easy to get discouraged because you made it that far, but then they didn't want you out of the, those few people. But at the end of the day, it's like your talent can only get you so far. After that, it's looks. It's your what your family looks like. Are you too tall or yeah. what it, whatever it is. It's it's pretty amazing. And it's hard to like think that other negative way, 
instead of looking at that in a positive way. Like at the end of the day, when I made it that far, it was almost out of my control. Totally. And something I always say to people, because you can't, you know, I, I like to be really honest. I don't think you should like deny your feelings or I don't think you should be like, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to get up and I'm going to forget about them. No, it's okay. Like this business is really hard. Life is really hard. But my opinion is, is, is that like, give it its moment. And because you did work hard. And the reason you're sad is because you wanted it and you worked hard because you cared about it. So you put in everything you had. And, you know, Sydney, like going, you know, for several months auditioning for a show and having 11 callbacks or something. I've had similar situations, too. That's a lot of time and a lot of heart and a lot of hard work. And you can't just, you know, move on and erase that. So I always say. Yeah. Give it its time. Let yourself mourn it. It's okay to cry. It's okay, okay to be sad because you cared about it. You wanted it. But then get, keep an eye on like how long you're sad, whether it's a few hours or a couple of days, and then like start to release it and go, okay, time to get back up and show the world what I can do and look towards the next job. But I really say that you you know you you can allow a little bit of you know sadness and mourning because if you if you just you know ignore all that stuff you're going to hold it inside and that's not healthy so like address it but then you know give it a little bit of time but then pick up and move on and and realize that like you did your best and put it towards towards the next project Absolutely. Right. Cause that doesn't serve you in the end. Yeah. And I think you should be proud of yourself. You should accept it. But I also think you kind of should forgive it. Cause I, I feel like sometimes what happens is you kind of blame yourself. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, first of all, it's not your fault, but I think just forgiving that maybe forgiving yourself for anything you thought you did wrong. I think that's very freeing. Totally. So, and if you did yes, do some, right. some things wrong, that's okay too. We're human. And then you can learn from that. And then you can bring it to one of your teachers or a friend and, and, and go, Oh, wait, you know, I, I, I did, I did do this or I forgot, you know, this, this, all the lines in this scene and wow, maybe I didn't work on that scene as much as I should have, you know, or maybe I have to figure out how to ways to control. Cause I get very nervous even still with um, auditions and like once one, one time, like cons, if it's something that's like one night only, I get very nervous. So, you know, then, okay. So explore mm-hmm. different things, explore, is it meditation or do you need to be prepared more so that the nerves don't get in the way, whatever it is, like it's okay to learn and address, address those things. Um, but if you're, when you are doing your best, you, you can't, you know, you can't punish yourself too much. So, Max von Essen, <laughs> you. The icon. That that's you me. The icon that you are. <laughs> you were nominated for a Tony Award. Yes. Remember that season? For an American. <laughs> I remember that season. That was insane. Oh, I know. For an American in Paris. How did it feel? When and where were you when you, oh. when you learned that you were nominated? And how did it feel? Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, it's like hard to even it's hard to even like express it like because it was so surreal. First of all, I told myself, I was like, I'm not getting up early. I'm not watching the announcements on New York One or whatever it was. I'm just not doing it. I'm going to bed. I'm sleeping through it. I couldn't sleep at all. Like I was tossing and turning all night. And I, I don't think. Like, of course I wanted it, but like we've been talking, like I've been working for a long time. And to me, it became more about working as an actor, not like awards and stuff. So I I swear to you that I, 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 that's not how I was going into an American in Paris. Like, it's not what I was thinking about. But then, you know, like they announced like the outer critic circle and the drama desks. And I was like, uh oh, this is looking real Uh good. And now I was like, oh my gosh, now if I now if I don't get a nomination, I will kind of be bummed. So I was here at home and I have it's like a little duplex and I was upstairs and I was I was staying in bed and my boyfriend at the time were no longer together, but he was so excited and he got up early and he was watching New York One. And I was like, oh God, oh no, I know he's watching it. I know he's watching it. I couldn't sleep. And I just hear I just hear him scream, like scream so loud. And I just sort of sat in bed and I whispered to myself, I was like, I got it. And it, it was, the, it really was the most incredible feeling. And I, this is so cheesy, but at the time I was doing one of those Broadway.com vlogs, you know, have you guys ever done them? Like there's, there's yeah. so much work and you're carrying this camera around. You feel like such yeah. an idiot, but 
And it, and it was like a lot of, really a lot of work. I was doing it from opening week of An American in Paris through the Tonys. Like it was a crazy like two month period. And I couldn't believe I had this camera around. I felt, felt like such a tool, but I cap, I got to capture this period. And I remember like turning my camera on and oh my gosh, I'll have to like look for that again. But I, I sort of captured that moment. I think I was crying and I was just like, oh my God, you guys, I, it happened. Like I got this like unattainable dream as a kid is, is, is here. Like it's really happening. And then people like were telling me, Oh my gosh, you know, when, when I didn't win, like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was like, sorry. Like, I was like, Oh, I won. I was like, are you kidding? This was like, (laughs) this was like the greatest year of my life. Like it really was like, I was loving doing the show every night. It got, you know, was, it got, you know, it was successful critics, a lot of, well, most critics liked it, <laughs> but like, and it got a lot of no- <laughs> nominations. Like, so not only was I loving it, but other people seemed to be loving it. And it was being kind of celebrated and all part of the award season. Every aspect of it was like a total dream. So it was surreal. Like I, I still, you know, I haven't actually thought about it in a long time. So you asked this question, but sort of going through it now in my head, I, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. No, right? I completely understand. <laughs> I completely understand. I'm sure you've Literally you've had to talk about this a couple of times. Maybe you already have on this podcast. But what was like the quick? Well, give me like the quick version of of yours. Like where were you and everything that happened? Of, of when I of when I um, discovered I was nominated. Yeah. So I had my whole family here. It, I had my two brothers, my mom, and my dad. And uh, we were upstairs in the living room. We purposefully were like, we're going to watch this. <laughs> and um, they started playing oh. on the TV somewhere. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're going to stop like airing the Tony nominations. We're going to go to some other news. And I go, no. Oh. And we oh have to like rush to go online. Like, no, 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 no. We can't miss this. And luckily we found something that was live streaming online so mm-hmm. we could watch it. So we're all kind of huddled. I have the video. We took a video of it, but we're kind of all kind of huddled together around the computer and we're just watching it. And um, yeah, they announced, they announced one name. I think, I think they announced Victoria Clark and then they announced Judy Kuhn, who Mm -hmm. is my uh, mother in the show. And I freaked out and I think that, and then, then I think they announced my name. I, I Ugh. am positive oh, the neighbors thought someone was being murdered in our apartment because <laughs> all five of us just started screaming. And then, and then, <laughs> like, it wasn't even that we started screaming. And then Ruthie Ann Miles, who was in Akinai with my brother Jake, um, she got nominated and we started screaming even louder. And then Emily Skeggs got nominated. <laughs> And and then our building practically <laughs> exploded <laughs> with screams, and then we all did like this group hug, and I that don't even know. It's uh... I bar- I barely remember it. It was a it was a Tuesday, right? And then and then we had to go immediately yeah. to the to the two show day Wednesday morning press jump. Yes, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was in they, it's day, it's but... work. Like they really like make you they make you do so much. I but I and then you go do two shows after that crazy long morning. But it was like I mean I was on. Everyone was like, "Are you holding up okay? Like, are you tired?" I was like, "Are you kidding? This is like." I was kidding? flying, flying, although I would like run in, I would run into your dad, Michael Cerverus, you know, and I, because yes. at that point, I think he had like seven nominations or something insane. And, yeah, he, you know, but he was always know. such a gentleman too. It was like, it, did, it seemed like it's still like, it doesn't get old. Like, it's just so cool. It's still like this magical, magical experience. I'll never forget it. Never, ever. I wouldn't have been able to do it without Michael. Because uh. um, I, I was just I was freaking. I was so excited, but then also I learned that I th- they were doing my solo as the performance. I was really nervous, but luckily I had Beth and Michael. And I'll do a whole. We'll do a whole other podcast and <laughs> be talking about the actual day of the Tony Awards, which was a, a roller coaster uh, yeah. to say the least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Michael, I kind of really 
leaned on and, and, and relied on for that entire experience is, is pretty insane, but he was always there and I felt comfortable and he just really encouraged me to, to do my best. He was like, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking like, of okay. like Broadway icons, I mean, Michael service, he's just such a class act. So phenomenal. Every performance he takes on and, I mean, I don't know about Fun Home, but he never met when I did Evita with him and he was um, Perone. He never missed a performance like he's just unbelievably I don't think he like, a, strong. A yeah. I mean, I think maybe he finally took a vacation, but like the, he's just so I, I, I couldn't say enough about him. He's just such a class act. That's all I could say. I look up to him. I completely agree with you. Yeah. He's he's like one of he's like a father figure of mm-hmm. mine. He's like one of, like a like a mentor of mine. So I I love him so 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 much. This turned into a podcast of fangirling Michael Servers <laughs> podcast. Hey, we you do a whole exactly podcast on that. Hey. <clears throat> oh, for sure. He's actually coming on soon. We're he's he's oh, coming cool. on uh, very soon. We just confirmed today. So we're very excited. Thanks. So I met you during the um, a small per- performance. Like it was a few performances, like two. Or yeah, three. but it was a big small performance. Maybe, yeah, it was um, of Secret Garden. Yeah, and um, I must say, like that was we weren't entirely together because it seemed like everyone in that cast was also doing a show at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so everyone was like, I know, crazy. Yeah, and then it wasn't until we actually like got into the theater where we were all able to hang out as a cast, and it really it was like just a few days, and I feel like we all just got like super close and hit it off immediately. Oh, I know, totally. Um, I remember. Yeah, I remember one of the stories that kind of for me was just like, wow, this guy is like so cool because I saw you in American in Paris, uh-huh. and I was like, wow, this is insane. And then you were like sitting next to me in like the little dressing room, but it wasn't really a dressing room, it was like a room. Uh, uh, um, and you were just like there eating your like salad, and you were just talking to me, and you were like, oh, so cool. And you were like talking about Instagram and like trying to be hip with me. And, and, and like, you were just like making me feel oh like God. so welcome, dude. Like, what if you? you guys especially because i was like the only boy kid and i was like this guy is the coolest person i've ever met i remember like loving you too i was like this kiss kid is so fun i was like he's my new little brother but we were joking around about instagram like how let's get each other more followers and we like did posts and we like we really you, i think you got me a lot more followers this is like instagram was just starting out oh, i was like who's this cool kid get, getting me 100 followers <laughs> no but wasn't that produ- that production like so so for the people out there we did this small like kind of like anniversary production of the secret garden for i forget what the charity was for to be honest right now um but rebecca luker reprised her role and at, at like what like 25 years later or something and it was like she could have it was like she did it the day before she was so luminous and effortless and her voice is just like still so perfect i couldn't believe i was doing the secret garden with rebecca luker like it was just so crazy and we were doing and it was it was it was hard to i I remember actually i mean i was the brother neville craven and it wasn't that much material but it was hard because i was in american paris at the time and I didn't realize like we had to memorize it like we only did it for two nights but we had to be totally off book and it was really hard, but it turned out it, was, it turned out so beautiful. Like that that show, got, I actually would really love to. Do, you can't do it anymore, but although you could be Dickin or something, <laughs> um, but I would I would love to do that show. Oh man, that is that show is so yeah. gorgeous. It's, it's so funny show. that you remember that because that was another one of our <laughs> like little moments that I remember. Like the one rehearsal that we actually had together, we were like they, we were watching someone rehearse, and I believe it was Rebecca and probably Gabby. And um, we were just sitting at a table and we were like, I don't know how to memorize all these lines by our performance and all of that. And like, it's still like when I'd come off stage after being doing a song or something, I would come off stage and learn my lines for the next scene (laughs) because I still wasn't like, I was still like, this is crazy. I feel like I don't know it. Yeah, you did. But it it worked out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you ever, you ever did learn all your lines, but you did a great, no. (laughs) 
I definitely do. Well, you had a lot. It was a lot of material. Man, if I don't have like a full like rehearsal period, it's really hard for me to just learn, especially for these like benefit things or, or auditions. Like we were talking about earlier, like I still get nervous for those things because if I have to like self rehearse myself or like spend time alone, it's just, it's just more difficult, you know, but when you have like a, an extended rehearsal time and you're rehearsing from 10 to six every day, then for me, it's like no problem. And then I don't get nervous because I just feel really ready. But when you have to kind of do it fast like that, or those benefit performances, whew, those things still freak me out. They still make me really nervous. <clears throat> I mean, wow. you got, you had an excuse though too. Like I didn't have to, learn any of the staging because i was just in a wheelchair just being pushed around That's right so, oh, sheesh what was your excuse <laughs> yeah literally i just had to like remember a few words you know it was a big deal no but it was hard because you know it was a short you know just a couple of rehearsals here and there and like you said everyone was doing other projects so you barely had everyone in the room you know it was just kind of piecing together like okay imagine so and so is there or like you know those things are hard. Curtis did an amazing job with that. Oh my gosh, she did a great job. Like I said, that was really beautiful. I was so happy I did it. You know, and really the the main reason I did it was when they told me Rebecca Luker was doing it. I was like, yeah, how awesome. And then it turned out to be one of the, just such a cool experience in general. And every, everyone was really good and they did a beautiful job with it. So I was, I was really glad I did it. Yeah. Sydney actually did a production similar at that time with Daisy Egan. I was I was about to say it was it's it was such a weird coincidence because oh. Gabby Pizzolo, who was my understudy in Fun Home, who later took over for me in Fun Home, after I left Fun Home, she did Secret Garden where you guys were, and then I went and did Secret Garden with Oscar, who was my brother in Fun Home oh. at the Lincoln Center with Daisy Egan. Isn't that such a weird oh coincidence? My gosh, that's right. There were two like at the same. You know, as we're sitting here, I'm like, gosh, I wonder if Sydney's ever played that part. She must have. That would have been so incredible. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I think that happened because wasn't it like a big anniversary year? Was it 25 years or something? Is that why? So there were like multiple productions. Yeah, yeah. yeah really cool. Yeah, it was directed by Stafford Arima. It had yeah. Ben Platt, um, uh, Ramin Karamalu, Cheyenne Jackson, uh, never heard Daisy of Egan, who never heard of him. Who, who, ne- yeah, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Ramin, who has some podcasts on Broadway Podcast Network. Shout out. <laughs> um, it was, it was a, luckily we, we were allowed to have our binders, but you know, for the most oh, part, we had to be mostly. Cheers. I know. No, no, no. Honestly, I, I mean, honestly, that's really how it almost should be. They really should be done like that because it's like, it's a lot to ask of actors like on their night off to be doing a big, big concert like that. But either way, like the show is, I'm sure your concert was so gorgeous too. That show is just so beautiful and it's, so it's, So there's moving. something so magical about that show. So magical. Oh. Oh yeah, I would do it tomorrow. Mm. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. You know what? Let's all do it together. You play Uncle Archibald. You play Dick, and I'll play Mark. You know what? I'm actually fine with a brother, of Neville. Like I don't know why. I mean, don't get me wrong, Archibald. Oh yeah, you can. You could also play. Yeah. yeah. No, you can play either one. You can play both of them at the same Holy, time. We're gonna switch. It's gonna be me and Ramin, and we're gonna alternate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Just putting putting it out there when Broadway comes back. <laughs> it actually is a honestly it is a great idea like i mean i don't regardless if it's me or someone else but those those male roles are really if you can play one the chances are you probably can sing and play the other it would be interesting i mean i know they've done that in shows before where the two lead actors have switched but i'm not i can't really think of a musical idea where they've done that and i think it would just be a, kind of like a fun event to get like two actors into a musical or you know two actresses and in, in another musical but to kind of alternate like a, right how they've done that in plays but i can't picture like a musical where they did that yeah make it happen you know Raise the money we'll, we'll make put it, it out into the universe <laughs> thank you oh my gosh so much this has been such an amazing you are genuinely the sweetest person you're an icon oh, as we already established no. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, we, we appreciate you. You're incredible. That's that's, totally, that's pretty much. Thank, seriously, thank you. You guys are amazing. I love both of you and I love both of your work truly. And like, uh, like I said, all I've wanted to ever be was just a working actor. And to, the fact that you would even want to talk to me oh, makes wow. me feel really special. And like I'm part of the community, which is oh all God. I ever wanted to be. So it's like a, spe- it, you guys know, I mean, it's such an incredible, it's such a family. Um, we all just like reach out and rely on each other. And I love working and I can't wait till we're all 
back on the stage again. And you know, the, yeah. fact, that, the fact that you would come on and talk to us is also makes us feel yeah. really respected too. Your story, your everything, your career is everything is so inspiring. Oh Tell gosh. Us. Well, thank yeah, you. Sure. It's an, seriously an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take a bow, Max von Essen. Take a Guys. bow. Oh, my God. This guy is incredible. Oh. It wasn't just the way he talks and the way um, his essence and his voice and everything. Doesn't it? Isn't it just so <laughs> Get satisfying? It. Get it? Essen. Oh, but I'm. Ch- but um, uh, Max von Essence. <laughs> That's oh my god, Max. We just found your perfume name. If you ever make a cologne or a perfume, call it Max von Essence. <laughs> That's perfect. It needs to be a company. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, I just fell in love with that though. It's okay. You don't. You can have that. You don't have to. You that that's all yours. That name's all yours. But like, oh my gosh, he is he is so positive. He should. He's honestly like a motivational speaker. If if he decided that he wanted to be a motivational speaker, I would go to like every one of his events. Yeah, and the knowledge that he has because he's literally experienced. Oh. quite literally everything yeah. <laughs> um so he's like a whole wealth of knowledge and if you can't tell from that interview um you should re-listen yeah. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, literally yeah. He, he's just so special and I was so fortunate to meet him and work with him for the short amount of time and I like literally within two days just fell in love with this guy and like clung on to him and learned so much from him through through not even a full month, really. Um, so I love you, Max, and I'm so happy that you were able to come on. And it's so cool. I know we've mentioned this before, but just to, like, talk to your friends about, like, stuff that you wouldn't normally talk about is just so fun. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, like, I literally, like, just in this, Sydney and I both know you way more than we ever would have, you know, <laughs> now that um, we interviewed you. So thank you for that. Yeah. And so I met Max during the 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 69th annual Tony Awards, during the 2015 Tony Awards. He was an American in Paris. I was in Fun Home. Oh, that was the same year. Yeah, that was the same year. And oh, wow. That's he, awesome. he is just, like, from the get-go, the most warm and welcoming person and 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 he just makes you feel like so comfortable and mm. you know the tony award season it's a lot it's very hectic and um sometimes it can be very intimidating but having people like him just to talk to and and just to like bring you you know like back down to earth and just have a normal like connected conversation with someone and someone who is so warm and kind and you can tell so loving it's so refreshing and it's so comforting and and you know max is the epitome of that okay so who hasn't watched hamilton yet can we talk about it yes let's talk about it (laughs) okay if you haven't watched hamilton yet please go do it it's on disney plus i'm sure someone you know has it just log into their account um (laughs) it's it's so worth it i'm sure they won't mind this is the epitome of art you know just everything about it. And, you know, originally, wait, it's kind of like hard to follow with the rap and how they're talking and how it's just so fast and you really have to pay attention. And But with the way they did it uh, in the film, I thought it was so clear 
each oh, word. Oh, they did such an incredible job. There are so many things that, that I didn't notice in, in the yeah. Broadway version that I noticed in this version. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so genius. Well, that's another thing that I love because when you're watching a show on Broadway, right, there's just so much going on on a stage. So obviously yeah. you're going to miss a couple things unless you see it like a billion times. So yeah. with this, you know, they had the power to highlight the necessary moments in each number of the show Mm -hmm. and those moments are sometimes missed but the way that they did it with the film was just so brilliant that Mm -hmm. you literally were able to catch everything and anything so i mean i've literally watched it three times now um again i'm (laughs) fangirling over hamilton um but it it deserves all the praise that it's getting you know yeah, I watched it once the day that it came out, and then I just watched it again last night with my parents. Uh, oh my the cast God. is so incredible. And can oh we just God. take a moment? I mean, all of the cast is, like, beyond incredible, and I, I just – oh, they're all so unique and, and, and talented in their own right. Um, let's also just, like, take a moment to appreciate Jonathan Groff, who – <laughs> Thank God for the close-ups because I he has so many uh, emotions and, and thoughts and he just uses his face and his body so well. Oh, dude. Jonathan Groff is incredible. And so is so is every single person in the cast. The 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 entire cast is is number one. They're they're top notch. Please watch it. Um and if Jonathan Groff is playing King George and you're sitting front row you may never want to shower yourself again because you will yes. get his saliva on you. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thank God for those close-ups because oh, I love, I loved it so every, much. The videos and the memes and everything going on with him and his songs are just incredible. I'm, I'm so happy about it. And go him because obviously he was like, yeah, let's do a close-up of it, like. Yeah, you could do it, and yet he still like will go a hundred percent and let the spit fly, you know. Mm-hmm. And like it's the whole hilarious. the whole path just just goes a hundred and ten percent every oh single time. Oh my god! Well, Anthony Ramos really sticks out in oh. this film. <laughs> I know, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> every every girl is like fan. Every like person is absolutely infatuated this with this guy right now. Yeah. It's hilarious, <laughs> and and then a lot of people are just now finding out that he's like he's dating, maybe he's, engaged. I think he's engaged to to Jasmine, the person who plays Peggy, and also Mariah Reynolds. Which oh yeah. my gosh, if you like look at some of the videos together, they're the cutest. They're oh my world. god, they're literally goals. Oh, they're goals. They they're so in love. It's so beautiful. And then and then obviously not just those two people, like literally like Lynn and David and Leslie. Oh my gosh, and and Oaks and Pippa and and even that ensemble. That ensemble, dude, like the ensemble, is incredible. It's incredible because they're all featured. Oh, and Chris like, Jackson. Oh my goodness. Of, oh my god, that ensemble. Well, first of all, this cast is. If you haven't read about them, they're the nicest people. Mm-hmm. And I read an article and they were like, you know, we put our egos aside from the first day. And we we knew going into this that it was going to be an equal um, show. It was going to be a just everyone should be treated the same. Everyone has their own features. Um, and they were just like, this is a team effort because mm-hmm. literally – Except for, like, Dear Theodosia and um, Burn, and there's a couple others. But literally almost every number, the ensemble's there. Yeah, it we wouldn't be nearly the same show. It yeah. wouldn't be the same show at all without the ensemble. Yeah, it's incredible. And what the director and Lynn and um, just every even Andy Blankenbuehler, the choreographer, like, what they did with The Bullet. Oh my god, that was my favorite part of the entire show. That was a specific part where I was like, oh my gosh, this is genius. Oh, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, should we give it away? I mean, it's it's like, it's, 
it's a small part in the show, but like I never noticed it before. I mean, listen, it's no spoiler. Like no. obviously, someone dies. It's history. Yeah. So this is this is the this is like around the part where the the revolution it's amping up, you know, and people are starting to die. And this is a, this is uh, sometime after King George comes out and basically threatens <laughs> everyone. Uh, one of the British soldiers, he takes his gun and he points it at Hamilton, who has his head down writing. And then a dancer comes, and when the British soldier full soldier fires the bullet, this dancer takes the bullet in her hand and runs it over to Hamilton and glides the bullet right across his head, and then he looks up. And that yeah. goes to show that, like, everyone is, like, this close. Like, every, every, everyone is, like, there. there's so many almost death moments. And I, I think that's that's a, a theme that runs throughout the show. Hamilton is, is like, I, rem- I imagine death almost like it's a memory. So, mm-hmm. he, and it, it just go it, it just goes to show that, that that there are many times where these people like almost die. <laughs> I mean, it's history, so like we, I mean, we all know how the story goes. The bullet is in it several times. So this ensemble member Ariana Debose, who oh. who was in Pippin with me, and we and she's gonna be in. Uh, West Side Story in the prom on in in theaters soon. Um, she is the bullet. But if you realize, I read something, and she's the only ensemble member to die. And then oh, every person, yeah. every person who dies, before they die, they either talk to her, like her spirit, I guess you could say, because she's dead. Or they shake hands with her. What? So, like, yeah, no. There's so many underlying, like, underlying messages in the show that, like, just that little thing, like, how Philip flirts with death. Like, she, he flirts with her no trying to way. find the guy they go to duel with, and then he's the one that dies, like, flirting with her. So he was, like, flirting with oh death. My- <laughs> yeah, like, and then, like and when Anthony Ramos dies as John Lawrence, they have another altercation where they shake hands, and then the number after he dies. Like it, it's it's incredible oh, the way that this is thought out. That. Yeah, That's no, it, it's mind boggling. This makes me want to watch it like a thousand times to just find every single moment. Oh, well, it truly God. never gets old because it's it's a two and a half hour. It's like. I don't know how long it is. What did, what would you say? Two two forty five yeah, like maybe two, two and a half hours. Yeah, two and a half. Um, and literally, each time you watch it, you will catch up, and like new things will click in your head that you're like, "Whoa, this makes so much more sense." Also, you know what's so, so adorable is like in the um, in the in the ball scene where where the the girls go to. Oh, I think it's helpless. I think mm. uh, it's Pippa song. Oh yes. Um, Anthony oh, and Jasmine are like dancing in the back, and they're like flirting yeah. on the stairs. And I was fangirling so hard. I was like, "Yes, you guys are so cute." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. By the way, just dis- disclaimer: I don't know. Like earlier when we were fangirling over the over the cast, and we we're like mentioning names. I hope we didn't miss anyone, but just know when we're talking about the cast, we're talking about the entire cast. Yeah. Um, and if we missed a name, I'm so sorry, but we are also talking about you. Yeah. Um, literally, that entire cast deserves to be recognized. Yeah. And even the original ones, because although it's being advertised that it is the original cast, there are, I think, two or three mm-hmm. um, that weren't in it. And it were two ensemble members, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, one I know for sure is Betsy Struxner. Yes, yes, yes. And so those guys, we have to recognize them too. Yeah. Um, because they were they were part of that, and they were, you know, they they gave it their all every night as well. Yeah. So. so I hope you guys enjoyed his interview. He's the best, and we were so excited to have him on. Um, thank you guys for listening to another to our eighth episode, like craziness. Two mm-hmm. more. Two away from 10 so that's really exciting for us um and hopefully many more to come stay safe everyone yes please stay safe and be (laughs) smart sick beat am i right 
Special shout out to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Colonon for our amazing intro and outro music. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Take a Bow. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us from. And tune in next week for another episode. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash take a bow and follow us on Instagram at take a bow podcast, where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions and keep up with all things take a bow. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.